usually when we talk about when I talk about false dichotomies, I'm, I'm talking in it's in the realm of um, atheism versus theism, and it's mm. usually telling people that like just because I don't believe in God doesn't mean I actively worship Satan. Yeah. That being said, the Church of Satan does good things. Yeah, man. From what I see. I would say the best thing that the Church of Satanism does is campaign for reproductive rights by saying that as a Satanist, it is my religious right hmm. to have access to abortions, um, which is fun because... Obviously, in America, they think it's their religious right to have zero abortions going on around them. Are you prepared for the best segue we'll ever have? Yeah. Speaking of abortions, should we talk about this week's episode? <laughs> Fuck yeah, folks! Welcome to me. So, <laughs> um, I'm Ethan. What's your I'm name? Mike. I'm Mike. That's continuously. Mike What's the name of the title? What's the name of the episode? It's All Those Who Wander. All Those Who Wander. Which we've Good just point. been establishing is a, you know, quoting from Tolkien. Shall, shall I read the full quote? Yeah, you go for it. I'll read the full quote and I'll do it in, in like, my softest... Um, this is the voice that I use when I do readings at funerals. I have a big family and I'm not afraid of public speaking, so... All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. So good, good old J.R.R. Yeah, um, it feels very saying. much like um, you know, for people who aren't interested in poetry, this is going to feel like in TNG, where you know th there's always someone performing music or Data doing a play or something like that. Yeah. Well, my partner is is a poet. Um, they have they have a a book coming out. Ooh. Um, in the next few weeks, they've already had a book come out this year um uh i can't remember the title oh that's terrible for your partner's I book just, they, like honestly i just when i see it i just go that's their name yeah on the book um but yeah uh we, we can always put it in the show notes um a link to an amazon page or, or whatever if, if your partner is is up for it Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jem, Jem, Jem Henderson, uh, community and, and content manager for, uh, um, oh God. It looks like you're reading job. her job title as well. This is I'm terrible. I'm reading the LinkedIn page. Oh. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, they, um, they've got, they've got some shit coming out. Yeah. Ah, cool. God. Um, it's they're, they're you know they're a non-binary trans poet. The book is another is with two other trans poets. I went to a trans Good. poetry reading, um, and I was the only like cis het white guy there, and I felt mm. uh, like after a while I felt like they saw me as the enemy. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of uh, poems in of, you know, you know, how yeah, we've been impressed by this guys, And everyone's like, yeah, yeah they do suck. Yeah. I've got no one around me to take my anger out on. My partner's non-binary. That makes me queer. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice to me. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Uh, But yes. Um, So wait, what was the name of the episode again? All those who wander. (laughs) Yeah, man. Great name. Great name for an episode. Um, I always know that it's a good name for an episode because one of us will forget it in a panic. Yeah. Both of us, half the time. This week it was me. Yeah, this week it was me, so it must be a good title. Yeah. I I, I still can't... um, I'm not good at relating it to the episode, but it's a good Uh, title. I I do it at the end of every show, and I don't necessarily think I'm good at it. I'm just making it up as I go. I don't plan that. I actively try not to plan it. I want to come up with it on the spot. We'll see how uh, we get there <laughs> by the end of yeah, the episode. Man. See what you've got. See what I've got, eh? Yeah. Do Do we want to do um, non-spoilery thoughts on the on the episode to begin with? No, let's do spoilers first, and then we did we'll last do week, spoilers so. at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did yes. you think of the episode, Ethan? Good fun. Uh, low. I mean, I say low stakes, but. I just mean sm- small stakes, like, you know, bottle yeah. episode. Hmm. Everything that happens in this episode is relatively contained, in, well, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but this episode has a clear beginning, middle, and an end. Hmm. Um, it's good fun. No... Very little deep meanings to be read from it. Um, I, you know, the way I see tr- Star Trek is, you know, you get two flavors of Star Trek. You get deep and meaningful, and then you get a fun romp. Hmm. This this episode was a fun romp. See, I, I picked up more meaning second watch through. So oh. for, for people who don't know, I, I desperately uh, I give up on work for a day every Thursday and watch the episode twice because I'm a masochist. Uh, just to get the notes down of what actually happens in the episode. So I, I, I think I, I picked up on something I didn't have first time on, on the second watch. But let, let's see if, if it's possibly something you picked up on and just disregarded <laughs> anyway. Potentially. I always plan to watch it twice, but like the way my brain works is once I've done that, yeah. the, I, I just can't do it again. Yeah. Like, it suddenly becomes boring. It's not even that. Brain. It's like, well, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that already. Mm. Don't make me do it again. I, I, I just need to stop watching them as I eat. Because normally it's breakfast while watching it first time and dinner while watching it second time. Yeah. So all the notes are... Uh, you can tell if there's a gap in the notes when I was actually like shoveling stuff into my face. So <laughs> if there's any gaps people pick up on, I had a fork in my face or a spoon in my mouth. What can I say? Right on. Yeah. Right on. Um, on my side, I thought it was a, a pretty strong episode. It felt like a bit like a season finale to me. Um, for a yeah, I get what reasons. I get what you mean there. Yeah, 
the um, yeah, especially the, the like when you get to the end of the episode. Yeah. And uh, like, there's a lot. There's there's one or two moments that remind me of like like the end of Cheers, where they they walk out and they turn around and then they go, <sighs> turn the lights yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Those couple of those moments. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it comes close to me to being too much of a you know pastiche on the main thing it's referencing uh, a, a tiny bit, or it gets close to being that. But the character work with Uhura and Lan kind of save it a fair bit, definitely, because it, it could have just been. You know, and, and I've got in my notes, and it it feels very harsh to people who like Doctor Who, um, but a Doctor Who Christmas special. Because there's one that does the same thing that this is referencing, and does it. It's a lot closer to the thing that it's a it's referencing or it's a pastiche of than this episode is, I would say. But other than that, I thought it was you know pretty fast paced for an episode of, of Star Trek. Yeah, man. Um, uh, like one of the things that I keep going back to on this series is that the pacing throughout the whole series has just been fantastic. Each episode, yeah. like, I like I, I can never tell how long I've been in the episode when I think about it. Every time I look, like, when I see how far into the episode I'm in, I'm always surprised as to how far along or how, like, n- you know, not far mm. along we are into the episode. Like, yeah. yeah. This, I, uh... I, again, to keep it vague, the, the movie that it is most like... Um, you know, wink, wink. It only starts doing that movie about twenty-five minutes in, into a fifty-five-minute thing. So it, it polishes everything off and has some extra stuff at the end, all in half an hour. And you go, right? That's pretty compressed. That is. <laughs> yeah, like th- this. Like th- I like this could have been longer, and yeah. I wouldn't have noticed that it was longer. Like the pacing was that good. If they'd have made it longer but stuck with the same pace, mm. like honestly, so so. Oh, this series is so good. This yeah. is the best Star Trek series that has been out. Um, it's certain, it's like, certainly the best first season of a track, I reckon. By far. Yeah. Um, it's it's the best season that's been out since since Enterprise. It's definitely better than Enterprise. Deal with it. Okay. Um, Deal with it, you Jonathan Archer apologist. Poor Scott Bakula. You know, what did he do to deserve all this? I know, nothing. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Enterprise yeah. is really good. It is. Yeah. It is. It has great stories, or, you know, potential for great stories. It just doesn't have the best crew a lot of the time. So. Um, and it we, endorses we... genocide. Um, but other than that... Hey, who doesn't? Anyway, do we do we want to get on to the to the episode? Yeah, let's a, you... let's actually talk about the thing. But do you want to start with episodes that it's like? Oh yes, absolutely. See, I'm not forgetting the structure this week. We are no. doing it before we actually start. Good. Someone's got to. <laughs> so, if you liked Enterprise episode The Expanse. If you like Discoveries, Context is for Kings. If you like TOS's Doomsday Machine, The Next Generation, Where Silence Has Lease, DS9's Inter Armor Enim Silent Legacy, Valiant, 
or Empire Knorr, you will love this episode. If you love the Voyager episode, Microvirus, mm-hmm. you will like this episode. If you like the films Alien or Aliens, mm-hmm. you will fucking love this episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, 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 participation trophy for the zombie film trope of people getting bitten by a zombie and not Mm. telling anyone about it you were going to fucking love this episode basically this episode is a great example of reusing the main ship's set and pretending it's somewhere else yeah for a a horror piece so Empok Noor is the one that stood out to me where it's going over to DS9 sister station and there's Mm -hmm. horror stuff going on there well, I mean, all of them. The Expanse you're on the, um, for Enterprises, the Expanse you're on the Columbia. For the yeah. Disco- for Discovery episode, you're on the, the Glen. Yeah. Uh, Doomsday Machine, you're yeah. on the something or other. The Yamato for TNG. The DS9 mm. one I, I like the most. We were talking about it before recording in um, Interama and in Silent Eg- Legis. Yeah. Um, it's a DS9 episode, but they're. Have, they're um, Bashir goes to a conference that is held on the Voyager set. Mm. Um, I mean, it's held on a on an intrepid class ship. They're not saying like, yeah. you know, we're holding a medical conference down at Paramount Studios. Yeah. Um, uh, and the you know alien aliens. Mm. This is great. This is a, um, but the the one that I want to draw attention to is. This is the second time where Macrovirus has pro- cropped up in a if you liked list. Hmm. Um, so yeah, secret MVP yeah. callback. Secret it, callback MVP. Yeah, we'll call it that. Yeah, it's the first Macrovirus. time in in Voyager. Janeway strips down to her, you know, um, thingy top, her, her tank top, and can, handles the rifle and just runs around the ship. Hey. Fucking Janeway's guns in that episode are fucking sick. Yeah. Mate, Janeway's so badass. I mean, she she'll kill a crew member if it helps her. <laughs> oh, um, another another. If you like, going back to a thing I love, Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. Toys in the attic. That's the name of the episode. That's okay. the name of their alien tribute. Toys in the attic. Yeah. And at, at this point, I, I will insert scrolling on the screen as well the episode of um, Doctor Who that I said this was a bit like that Doctor Who copied a bit too much of, yes. of the alien side because I, I can't remember. We watched that episode because I'm just not drawing that connection. Yeah, they they go real heavy on the alien stuff. Um, in fact, that there's from memory, and it's been I only watched it once, of course. Uh, because it's later season Doctor Who, um, but there's someone has fallen asleep watching Aliens and is therefore having a dream about Aliens, and they're in that person's dream about Aliens um, yeah. for a portion of the episode, and it's yeah, yeah, it's a bit too heavy. It's a bit, uh, a bit on the heavy front. A bit on the heavy front. Anyway, do do we want to actually kick off with with the episode itself? Yeah, man, let's start with the uh, previously on. Yeah. 
was a busy previously on Star Trek or, or whatever, or however they word it. Like, a yeah. lot of people being featured in that. Hmm. I, I actually started watching them, not for my first watch through, for the second watch through, so I can discuss them. Um, but from that, and maybe it's because I saw the episode, I've got, you know, this person's going to die and Spock's going to confess their lo- uh, his love. I yep. was like... Let's see how close we get to that in the episode, really. Yep. Yep, I'm like, I, like I'm watching it and I'm thinking, well, that's some pretty ham-fisted foreshadowing. I hope yeah. I'm wrong. Mm. Um, but the, uh, that one, that one is kind of, but the main features of, of it are uh, La'an, Nyota, and then they, they touch on Chapel and Spock a little yeah. bit. So I'm like, wow. La'an, it's is it a La'an, Neota, and Chapel episode, and it kind of was. Yeah, or certainly a, a La'an and Neota, um, mm. so a horror episode is what I've got it in 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 my notes. Oh my as. god, have I started calling her by her first name? She that's, barely had. She didn't have a first name. How that's dare so over familiar of me. How rude. How rude. How, How rude. rude. I mean we. We have start calling um, Pike Chris sometimes, so it's only fair that we call Ahura Neota at some point. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, mm. I call I call him Chewy, Chewy yeah. R two three PO. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're yeah. pets or, or machines. You can call them anything you want. Come on, boys! <laughs> Come on, boys! Yeah, yeah, um, but. Beyond the previously on, we kick the episode off with an horror log. Um, second, her second, second log, her second log. Yeah. Um, fucking Ortega's in getting a log. No. We Ortega's worried... in getting a log. Hemmer isn't getting a log. Yeah. Um, because next week obviously it's going to be Chris's fucking log again because you know season yeah. finale. We um, didn't get a chapel log. Um, didn't get a chapel log. We didn't get a George Kirk log. My boy, I... George Kirk. <laughs> um, George Kirk's log is going to be, it's going to begin with, I, George Samuel Kirk, being of sound body and mind, hereby bequeath these possessions yeah. to, <laughs> upon upon the moment of my death. Mm. Um, that That's his log. My imminent death. Yes. <laughs> Um, but the the Uhura log, she's talking about her assignment on the Enterprise because she's a cadet at this point, obviously, mm-hmm. um, going through training and going through divisions. Her assignment's over. After they complete this urgent mission, uh, she's going back to Earth and she's still she's still searching for somewhere to actually be. She doesn't know. She doesn't think that she wants to be on the Enterprise, and she doesn't know where she wants to be after after this mm. sort of assignment. And it's it's like it's such it's such a internal struggle because mm. like from a, like everyone that yeah. she interacts with is just constantly telling her how much she belongs on the Enterprise. Yeah. Like, you know, in in this like uh, she get she's they're in there, they're having um you know they're having a little bit of a party. 
everyone kind of goes into a little group and she backs off and Ortegas is like, why are you still afraid of the group? They mm. love you. Yeah. You know, you've had, you know, in previous episodes, it's talked about in this episode, Hema saying like, you know, where do you think your path lies? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you seem to be doing well here. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, you know, obviously she's dealing with a lot, you know, she's, she's still obviously reeling from the death of her family and worrying about what her place in the universe. But like, it's, it's entirely inside because all of it's entirely internal hmm. because everything external is like, shaking her trying to say like you should you should live here yeah we think you're great but the nice thing is you know pike in that for one of the first episodes i don't know if it was episode one um had that whole piece of you know where, where she admitted that she doesn't know if she wants to actually stay in starfleet it was just like oh you know it's ballsy to say that you know loads of people fight for the position but if that's your choice, that's your choice. He was all friendly. And in this one, at that party again, because it's a party for her and Cadet Cheer. Um, mm. you know, we'll be we'll be seeing you later. Uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um he he comes over to her and, you know, he's saying, Well, have you still haven't decided if you want to stay or not? There's always a position for you on the Enterprise. Um Yeah, I've got, I've got in here. There'll always be a place for you, Uhura here on the enterprise for the rest of your life yeah until you are in your 90s and still serving starfleet in the undiscovered country no and after the undiscovered country we know from picard now that she gets a ship of her own she becomes a captain um you know in picard there's like um where he's seeing to elnor going off to the academy or whatever um, and there's all those things of previous ships, like there's an Excelsior right. behind them and stuff like that. One of them is a horror ship. It says below. What's so it she does be- Do we know? Oh, now you're really testing the memory. I'll <laughs> oh, Google it. Yeah, go go for Google on that one. Yeah, uh, no way I can get that. Um, but but she eventually gets a ship of her own at, as you say, ninety years old, because she's old as sin by that point. Yeah, <laughs> um, man, after there's... undiscovered country. There's a there's a great video on, I think it's SideQuest, great yeah. YouTube channel. It's one of the channels from Rowan J. Coleman, who does great uh, retrospectives mm. on Star Trek. But it's it's one with his like his friend that he does some other videos with, and there's a great moment where they're talking about in um, the voyage home, yeah. where like Spotty's like Ahura, I thought you were retired, and they're just joking around going, fucking hell Ahura, I thought you were dead. <laughs> whose funeral was i at (laughs) yeah shit's old as fuck i mean i I feel terrible because i I try and edit these quickly but nichelle nichols isn't in the best health at the moment so at least survive for 24 hours nichelle nichols so we don't put this out and look completely terrible to you just in case that happens nichelle nichols is wonderful yeah, very nice person. Um, you know, did did a lot by being in Star Trek for um, women's rights and uh, black rights in the US. Absolutely. So, it is a good person. It's a good person to have around. And we're, we're sorry if you, you know, we're sorry you're in ill health. We're sorry you're in that you're in ill health and that you may or may not be the victim of elder abuse. 
Yeah, that as well. But yeah. survive for 24 hours, please. So we don't put yes. this out and look horribly mean. Yes. Going back to what you were saying about, like, Pike being very diplomatic about Uhura's mm. place on the ship. Another, you know, to counteract that in, I think, this, maybe the same episode where he first mentions that, you also have Spock saying, like, you wouldn't be here if you don't belong. Yeah. Like, you would, if you didn't belong here, you wouldn't be here. Hmm. You know, she she belongs on the, and I mean, we know that she belongs on the Enterprise because yeah. we've seen the rest of her life, but like, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, it's, maybe. It's a, it's a good personal growth story for the character. You know, yeah, we, we don't want characters that are the exact same as the TOS, um, you know, versions of them. Because no. if those characters haven't evolved, then what are we doing watching this at all? Exactly. Or why Why would there need to be a character component to these episodes? Which mm -hmm. there is, thankfully. Um, but, but this celebration is for Cadet Uhura, um, Cadet Chia, Chia, Chana, um, and a promotion from Ensign uh, to Lieutenant for Mr. Duke. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, which has got to be a real... I always try and relate it to Harry Kim, of course, who yeah. misses out on promotions constantly from Ensign. Yeah, man. Um, it's that easy. Yeah, it's that easy that you don't that even easy. know it's coming. And yeah, it just man. comes yeah. like that. Your boss yeah. just brings the thing over to you. And and that happened in Voyager. Yeah. Janeway brought the thing over to Paris. It was like, yeah. put this on. Twice. Twice yeah. it happened to Paris. Yeah. Poor yeah. Harry Kim's just looking there. Harry Kim's yeah. looking through the history books going, some guy called Duke got promoted. Yeah. And what he was an I? idiot. Yeah. yeah. He was... He, uh, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> we see, not not to spoil anything that happens to him, but later in the episode, he pulls out a, a power core and fries his arm. Um, so he can't be that good a... A, a ensign that needed to be a lieutenant or whatever. I know. And he's in gold as well. A lot of gold uniforms this episode. Yeah. Like, like I, I've never noticed so many people wearing gold shirts as, as I have in this episode. Just people in the background. Duke, okay. some, yeah. guy, some guy in, in one of the later scenes. Some people walking around in the background. A lot of people in gold uniforms. Mm. Um, I guess, like, mm. because... Up until now, it's been very kind of clearly like gold is for command. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe now they're you know going to start maybe changing it up. You know? I, I was only I was only thinking at the end of last week though, uh, and you know it's an aside from it being this episode. I think Strange New Worlds has done well with COVID restrictions because other than one or two pieces where you see other crew members around or they go to a planet where people are doing yoga or, or something like that, relaxing. Outside the core cast, there isn't many people in the series. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of people walking past when they capture the Enterprise, but the Enterprise is so empty when they capture it because... Why, why go through all the rigmarole COVID-wise? Yeah. It's implied. It's all implied. Yeah. Yeah. We've taken over the ship. Mm. What about all the people? What about all the crew? What did you do with all the crew? We dealt with them. 
yeah, we, we, we got them. The, those, those hundreds of people, um, you see 10, 10 of them, that's fine. They're, they're gone. We got them. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. You've, got to, you've just got to, like, massage your head cannon muscle. Mm. You've got to massage the head cannon muscle and just in your mind, imagine lots more people. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, for, for TOS-style episodes, which were mostly bottled episodes it should be the the series that you can kind of brush past a lot of that easily because mm-hmm. you know oh well we're doing um we're doing this one it's a bottle episode we barely need any cast great that's fantastic covid wise you can see the producers in the background going yeah, yes. i wonder <laughs> i wonder how many of the background extras were just members of crew I wonder how many of them were just like light Possibly. and sound and grips and stuff. I wonder if there's like, I wonder, I wonder if because mm-hmm. like if like, I have a film degree, yeah, and I I'm I'm a big fan of in low budget things just mm-hmm. being like right who isn't currently doing something yeah go sit over there you're gonna be in the shot mm-hmm. like like yeah. That, that's what they normally do for the um, stunt guys. So throughout TOS, um, TNG, Voyager, and DS9, anyone in the background, sometimes you see someone and you're like, that guy looks a bit like Tuvok, uh, Tuvok from behind. And you're just like, well, it's Tuvok's stunt guy. Okay, that guy is like seven foot tall and like quite, you know, not a slender guy. And you go like, okay, that's Riker's guy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's bored. Okay, Picard's guy. Oh, there's a monstrous just... giant. Oh, that's that's someone who's usually in a suit. Yeah, who's in like a yeah, yeah. So like the there's certainly one that I remember who's just constantly on Voyager, and he's just two box guy. It's just two box stunt guy, and you you see him um, for a couple of episodes, and it's just like yeah, that. I mean, you're standing them next to each other at this point, and you know, what do you think? We're idiots. They look um, yeah. reasonably the same, or you know, if they were moving quickly, they'd be the same. Don't treat us like idiots, fools. I um, see yeah, I see, I see you. you. I see you. Even without the pointy ears. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, back to the episode. Uh, the Enterprise is on the way to Starbase K7 to take much-needed power cells because. The all power's gone. The environmental controls are going to go off. It's you know everyone on it's going to die. That um, sounds um, catastrophic. Yeah. Like it holy does. shit. What happened the, to K seven? You know. Well, I mean, K in if you play Star Trek Online, K seven is fine. Hmm. Um, but like. Like the idea of getting to like that sounds like the plot, like the beginning of a plot of the episode, just on its own. Like we've got to go and fucking, yeah. like, the starbase is gonna fucking fall into the sun, mm. like if we don't get the fucking power running. Like that sounds like a fucking issue that you've or, got there, mate. Or uh, what but, caused all the power to drain from the previous power stuff? Yeah, the like yeah. how the like. If if there is a slim chance that all the power can be sucked out of the space station, I don't think that the space station should exist. No. But whatever, like that's the most we really hear about about K seven. Yeah, and and for all the people who are you know uh, angry that we haven't said it so far, K seven is the same station as Trials and Tribble, uh, uh, 
trials and tribbles or trials and tribulations and, and, and trouble with tribbles. Tribbles. yeah there we go the trouble with trials and tribulations space yeah. stations i just cram it into one and it's you know really nice uh, <laughs> into one title um yeah. so yep we're on route to there but we get another priority one mission um yeah. that is oh there's a a not a constitution ship uh, yeah. That <laughs> that that is is has crashed on a planet, and we need to go and you know save the people on it, and pull it up, and we're the only ship within range. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. classic. So they're having like a a little after party while they're discussing this, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Pike's doing the the wonderfully fatherly thing of of feeding Laan up. He's like, eat yeah. this. She's like, I'm not hungry. He's like, eat this. Eat. Um, and we know Pike's a good cook. And yeah, Lan agrees. Una agrees. Everyone it's agrees. It's amazing. Um, I like the way that he just kind of threw his apron on Spock and was like, you're doing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Loved that. Um, one thing that I've got to comment on when they're talking about going on the mission Pike makes a joke about a road trip. Yep. Spock's like, there are no roads. And he's like, I will turn this car around. And then he yeah. clicks his, and then he clicks his, his tongs. tongs that he's used to give Laan some bacon. And I've yeah. just written here, it's like, you're supposed to do the test click. Yeah, before, before you pick you use the Before you use them. That's like, Barbecue that's 101. Yeah, yeah, man. That's how you know that the, that the tongs work. Yeah. Like, clicking them on nothing for no reason yeah my 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 note for this was um before before long comes into the scene una's saying she's got scheduled personal health time which we find out is um she's seeing starfleet recovery assistance which is a shrink a therapist mm-hmm. yep. so i think good I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It, it was one of the weeks. It was probably the one with the dead kid. Um, we were talking about, you know, people are going to need some time to get over this. And I was saying, well, they definitely got it on TNG ships. But we find out that uh, there's there must be a counsellor or she's remoting into a counsellor yeah. from, from far away on on, on the Enterprise. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, because it's, it's, you know, emotional trauma what's it's and everything i'm wondering if um is that like a continuous thing that that lan has to do like just because of her previous you know past life trauma yeah um or if or if that's because or if she's having to you know do it because of stuff that's happened this series or Mm. if it's just a prerequisite for anyone in starfleet yeah, who who knows? Who knows? It, oh. You know, it's you'd like to think Starfleet looks after people's mental health as well as their physical health. Yeah, well, it's that's the twenty-second century or whatever. Yeah, that's the point that Roddenberry was making with putting Troy in TNG. He was like, they mm. will understand in the future that mental health is as important as physical health. So yeah, I guess maybe maybe they probably have to go to a counselor regularly in the same way that they have to like exercise regularly. Yeah. Well, some yeah. of them. Well, some of them. Some of them have to exercise regularly. Yeah. 
Riker's exercise is, you know, how much can he straddle something? Yeah. Can he can he get his leg over a chair? That's enough exercise for him. Yeah. Um, um, but but the the mission is the mission has changed and we've got to save this Sombra class ship, which is built from the same parts as a Constitution. So then we don't have to work on any of the sets. Of yes, love that. It's yeah. the, the very. I think it's Mbenga who says like, "Yeah, I served on that ship. It's built from the same parts as the Constitution class." Yeah. Irrelevant. Not necessarily, not necessary to point out. Mm. That's like, like me saying, like I've been to that house. It's made of bricks. Yeah. Like this one. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I've got it. I've got in mind. So, a, a, I've got two reasons. I've got an in-universe reason and out-of-universe reason why they don't want to just make it a Connie. Right. Um, so the out-of-universe reason. So our world reason is because we know all the names, I think, from all the constitutions. Right, uh, okay, so... Yeah. Memory and would have had to add that to the list. Now, in, in one of the episodes <laughs> of um, TOS, you see all the names of 14 constitutions on the board, and it's like the Defiant, the Exeter, the, the whatever the Enterprise, and you go like, okay, they, and they pretty much point at it and go like, these are all the constitutions that we have, or these are, these are the ships that we have. Right. Um, so maybe they didn't want to make it and then go, well, it could be destroyed by the end of the episode, you never know. It's not the Defiance, which you know ends up flying again. Mm. Um, and the in-universe reason I've got, so... Discovery season one, which is what two, three years before this, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Klingon war, and the Klingons were pretty much at the gates. They were near Earth by that time, including the first episode or you know the first two parter of Discovery. They blow up twelve Federation ships. Yeah. So the Federation must just be going like, how many ships can we print as quickly as we can? You what parts <laughs> do we already have? What parts do we have? Okay, How can we've we got, stick them together? We, we've got stuff from a constitution that was left over from this, left over from this. Let's just stick it together. Off, ready to go. I'm cool um, with that. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I've got as my in-universe explanation. I so. have adopted that into my headcanon. Headcanon accepted by Ethan. Mm-hmm. I, I can take that. I can take that. But La'an provides, you know, they ask La'an for... How to deal with, we've got K7 running out of power and we've got their ship down. And she comes up with, well, send the Enterprise on to K7 and let's go down to the ship in a couple of shuttles and get it running again. Which, of course, you know, is what they do and was probably already the plan anyway. But if you can if you can give your team chance to come up with the same idea as you on their own, that's great. You know, that's a pike move. Well, that's management one hundred and one. If you can, if you can influence your team to come up with the same idea that you already had, that, yeah, that's fantastic management. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Never ask a, another another business rule that I know from movies. Mm. Um, you know, never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Yeah, that's a lawyer one as well. I know that. Is that is that, that maybe what I know it from? Yeah, yeah. maybe. I know. Um, do you know the channel Legal Eagle? 
they talk that's through. where I know that's where yeah. I'll have picked it up from yeah. yep yep um, did you find that channel based on his reading of measure of a man as well I I, I was on it before measure of a man oh, all right, but, okay. but go go watch it people who who are uh, you know watching this who haven't watched it before because it is it's a, a good piece. I, I think he tries to relate too much of Federation law to current U.S. Constitution. You know, like, well, yes, but that's that's his thing. The guy from Legal yeah. Eagle. He's a he's a United States constitutional lawyer. That's his that's his yeah. bag. Hmm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, he does. He kind of skips over a lot of the deeper meaning. But in that episode of his show, he does say like. I'm not a philosopher. Yeah. Um, and he talks about, like, the deeper philosophical discussion. Like, he doesn't go into it, but what he says is quite profound when he's saying, like, the discussion on the philosophy is a big discussion that I just mm -hmm. can't get into in one of these videos. And, like, yeah, that's fair. Not for a 20-minute video from him, you no, know. No, no. Um, he also and... does good videos on uh, The Always Sunny. He does, he's yes. got at least two good always sunny videos yeah. so go watch he, those as well if you yeah like his thing he goes through movies and, and the legal proceedings that happen in movies um, yeah. I will say it's um, his videos have like the funniest um, like embedded ads like you know in a YouTube video where yeah. they go and now we're going to do an ad and then the, you know he's talking about an ad mm. he's talking about like he's flogging discounts on like $500 suits and it's <laughs> yeah. like oh you fuck Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> like such Indochino, up, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, such an upper crust like <laughs> like flag, like you know. Never mind fucking Raycons or Manscaped. It's yeah. like use this legal eagle discount code to get discount from a five hundred dollar suit to a three hundred and ninety nine dollar suit. Yeah. Holy I tell shit, you what, dude. I, I I I probably can't promise for the for the both of us that we'll never sell out ever. But I'm pretty sure that we'll never sell out for Indochino five hundred dollars yeah. suits, <laughs> unless they want to send us two. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll sit in our fucking homes. We'll sit in our homes, wear a fucking freshly pressed suit. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. I'll I'll put it on and take it off immediately after. Yeah. Well, you don't want to, you know, use up the suit's power too quickly. No. You know that that's going to be the suit for life then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so we get two shuttles heading down to the planet in in a nice CG shot. It is it is really nice. Um, yeah, you know, the CG great throughout this effects. episode. Yeah, yeah, the CG throughout this episode is fantastic. And the character work, mm -hmm. um, the alien work when it's not CG, the one you know, the one that isn't CG, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Really, really is. Um, but we get down to the USS Peregrine, which is. Uh, NCC 1549 there we go mm -hmm. uh, and it's and, on the uh, edge of a chasm and like uh, like the the team that we've got going down is an interesting mm. team because it's everyone yeah. <laughs> Pike of the Noon Uhura yeah um, so Una's Una's not down mm. Una and Ortegas are both yeah. still on the Enterprise but aside from that, we've got Pike, Uhura, Spock, Hammer, Mbenga, George motherfucking Kirk. Sam uh, Kirk. 
Sam George Sam Kirk. Kirk. His, yeah. It's George Samuel. Oh, Kirk. it's George Samuel. Yeah, sorry. So he's going by Samuel. Yeah. Um, we also get yeah. Lieutenant Duke, the Lieutenant guy that was just Duke. promoted, yep. and Cadet uh, Chia. Yes, both yeah. of which are completely safe. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'm glad that Chia has finished her cadet training, and Duke has gone promoted. They are both in for long and fruitful lives. Yeah. Chia is is one day away, not from retirement, but she's one day away from leaving the Enterprise, pretty much. So, of course, she's going to go on this um, away mission. Yeah, let's go on this super foreboding away mission. Yeah. But I, I like the, once they get onto the planet, Hemmer steps out and everyone's got hoods up and, you know, is is like this. Hemmer's like, ah, the wind reminds me of Andoria because it's, you know, this Take frozen it. planet. Taking that sea breeze, boys. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I love that. He love sounds that. so much like Shran as well at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, d- I definitely think that like, like Hemmer throughout this series. Whenever we've actually had Hemmer, mm. he is, you know, his whole thing has been like, be a dick. Yeah. And have little moments of of. Um, heart, yeah, and like wisdom, mm. and like you know, he's he's a dick who doesn't like his environment. Everything's too hot, and like the second he gets out onto this planet, he's like, ah, take it in, yeah, take, take it, it in, boys, in, everyone. yeah, and it's like, oh, he was just too hot. That salty fresh air. Mm, he wasn't being. In, he wasn't being rude. Yeah, he was like the lion with the thorn in his paw. Oh. You know, from the Bible? Yeah. Yes, yeah. from the Bible. And, you know, I'm so happy that he's going to live a, a long and fruitful life. Yeah, man. Um, but, uh, alas, you know, we're walking towards the Peregrine, and there's blood on the rock, and there's blood in the ship, and the internal comes of the ship is down, and the ship is, you know, completely broken and... Everything is wired to engineering, and what's what, what's fucking happened to this ship? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they alluded to it in the op- in in the previously on bit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, um, they allude to things. Wait, can I get the voice right? They allude to things in the opening, previously on, mostly. What, what's happening? What's happening right now? <laughs> I'm doing that. They come at la- night mostly, but they allude to things. Oh, oh you're doing. Oh, you're doing the little girl. <laughs> the little girl from. I'm from doing Aliens. mute. Yeah. They come at. They come at night mostly. mostly. Is she English? I don't know. <laughs> She's probably Canadian. You know. I think you're doing the 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 twins from The Shining. <laughs> come play yeah. with us, Jenny, forever and ever. <laughs> No, I, I'm doing a reference to Newt, um, and I can't remember what show it is, but where they're going, they come mostly at night. Mostly. <laughs> you know, it's that pause between the mostly again that's great. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but the ship had originally 99 crew, so a bit smaller than the Enterprise somehow. Apparently yeah. it's, it's made of the same parts, but it's got less people in. It's faster somehow. Who knows? Um, 
and 20 of them are dead outside, including the captain. Oh, no. Not good. Not good. I would say not ideal. It's not a positive sign that things are going well. This mission is off to a fucking great start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they start going, you know, well, maybe they were attacked by wildlife outside. You go like... What fucking wildlife? <laughs> what wildlife? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. That is what you call magical thinking. Yeah. Maybe if I will it hard enough, this won't mm. be a danger to us. Slight danger still. Slight danger. So Pike manages to start the computer by hitting it and asks for the last captain's log, uh, the recording... And it starts mentioning that they picked up three castaways, a human girl, a humanoid of unknown origin, and an Orion. And the Orion was infected by gorn eggs that hatched. And he set off a bomb to try and end it, so probably end himself, which set off Mm -hmm. an automated distress signal to the Federation. But if the captain had her way, she'd say to the Federation, don't come to... Um, beta 5, whatever it is. Vega Beta 5 or something Beta 5. This is Vega Beta 5! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've got in my notes, like, like earlier on in the thing, I've got, like, Gorn, question mark, yeah. and then a bit further down the page, Gorn. Gorn. Yeah. Gorn? Gorn. Gorn. Thank you very much, Previously On. That, that... It's why, yes. you know, on the first watch, I just avoid previously ons as much as possible. Hey, I, yeah, I'm, I may have to. I think I'm uh, I'm going to... Um, I probably won't skip it because, like, that's too much of a faff from yeah. the way that I illegally watch streaming, watch Star Trek on my phone and stream it to my TV. Yeah. But what I'll probably do next week is just... La, 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 well, it's the previously on. Yeah, yes. just, just, yeah. Ah, <laughs> so you no don't evil, see no Lon dealing yeah. with the gun. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So naturally, because there's a a potentially super strong killer on the loose in this ship, they split up into different groups. Well, I mean, you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel for Mbenga in this, because if he's watched any, um, you know, 21st century horror movies... He's got to be scared as shit. Definitely, definitely. Um, If anyone doesn't know what we're referring to, it is the 1980s through to the 1990s horror cinematic trope of killing the black person first. Yeah. Um, However, Mbenga does the clever thing and he makes sure to stay with a group Hmm. and out of trouble. Yeah. He's staying with the biggest group pretty much. And yep, he's wise. Yeah. Anytime that Pike moves, he's moving with Pike. So yep. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna stay with the main character. Yeah. Uh, what could go wrong? Yeah. Um uh, but also like there there is that, but also there is um right up at this point there is um you know uh they've wait, have they found them yet? Yeah, I'll save well, that for No, for we a can minute. we can go straight on to it. So that they, they use their sensors and they detect two um, life signals, life whatever's on the mm. ship, and they go down to them, and it is a grunt from Halo by the look of it. Right, so is that the connection you're making? That's the connection I'm this, making. This alien, right? Yeah. I'm gonna find. So, 
it took me all day to realize what this go for unknown, it i'll unknown google humanoid, it yeah unknown humanoid right so a thing that i like is um and i may be showing my ass a bit here i like super sentai do you know what super sentai is not a fucking clue so super sentai is the japanese tv show that power rangers is based on if you ever watch Power Rangers, you are like when they're in the suits, those are clips from a Japanese TV show. And then everything where it's, you know, where yeah. they're out of the suits, that stuff they film. The Japanese show that Power Rangers is based on is fucking insane. Hmm. It's mental. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It's at times wildly inappropriate for children. <laughs> Um, on Japanese TV, say it isn't so. Totally. So, as an example, um, in the series Go Say Sentai Dire Ranger, which is one of the series that they base the original Power Rangers on, it's where they yeah. get the Tommy when Tommy becomes the White Ranger. Best Ranger. Totally. Hmm. In Sentai, the White Ranger is when he's in human form, he's a little boy. And when okay. he first gets his powers, he uses it to go and be a horrible creep. And he's using, like, White Ranger wind powers to flip up a bunch of girls' skirts and shit. And then he's like, ha, creepy, yes! Yeah. And runs off. He's like, whoosh, whoosh, yes! And legs it. Yeah. It's, like, wholly inappropriate. Anyway, the, the in... Um, in a much later series, Juken Sentai Geki Ranger... Okay. Their mentor is Master Shafu. Okay, looks like a cat. Yeah. Yeah, he's like that. The okay. guy, the alien in this episode is definitely more scaly. This guy's a big fluffy cat man. Yeah. Who's super wise. Okay. Yeah, I, I was um, getting the the Halo grunt because he was like purple and blue as well. Let me have a look. Halo grunt. Okay, yeah, so this alien in this episode of Strange New Worlds is the love child yeah. of Master Shafu from uh, Geku Ranger and this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. unpleasant looking bastards, really. Yeah. But the, the universal Wait, translate... is that what the fucking aliens in the Halo series are supposed to be as well? That That's like the, the small, like, easy to defeat ones. I don't play Halo, but it, it, some of them are okay. That's not what those look like. Yeah, the, the, there's the big tall ones as well, whatever they're called. You know, come at me, Halo people. I can't remember stuff. <laughs> but the the universal translator's not working, so Uhura apparently is the only one who has any sense when it comes to, uh, you know, how species work. And she says there's two lifetime uh, life signals. Maybe it's protecting someone. Let's lower yep. our weapons and, you know, be seen as friends. Yeah. We yeah. don't we do not speak the same language, but we will make a gesture to show that we mean no harm. Yeah. There's a great uh, um in one of in the last series of like the original Vikings when mm. they um they go to North America, they meet a Native American tribe and there is like a bit of a standoff where they're all very unsure of each other mm. and one of the natives just walks out with his hands up 
takes an arrow, breaks it in half, yeah, drops it on the ground. It's all you need. You know, it's all you need. Yeah, you know? I get that. Okay. Show you're not the enemy. Not the enemy. Yeah, I like that. But we get led in and find Newt from Aliens. Yeah, Newt from Aliens. Yeah, played by um, one of the zombie kids from The Expanse. Yeah. So, so we were talking before, just before we started the show, and her brother in The Expanse was the first servant from mm-hmm. the episode with the really long title, uh, whatever yes. that was. And now um, she's in it. To, to lift us up where we belong. Yeah. Us love. Yeah, that was it. Love lift us up where we belong. Yeah. No, that's. that's there was something. There was something on the end of that title, I think. But it was lift us up from lift us up from where suffering shall not reach, or something like that. Lift us where suffering cannot reach. Not love lift us up where we belong. Um, that actor's down. name. Um, but yeah, so it's Ian Ho who plays Zahn in The Expanse and he plays the first servant in uh, Love Lifters Up Where We Belong. And I believe it is his sister because they both have the same name. Okay. And they, they've previously played a brother and sister. Hmm. It's Emma Ho who is in this episode playing Newt from Aliens. I wonder if that's potentially a COVID thing as well. It would be... Uh... Because it must be easier to get actors who are, you know, child actors who are siblings, because then you're not bringing in two different families or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But anyway, at the at the same time, we get uh, Spock getting medicine for Lieutenant Duke, who's managed to burn his arm because he's an, a class A idiot. Yeah, man. Like, great stuff. Yeah. Fucking, um, I, I love the way when we get into that scene that it's George Kirk who's like, that was a full current, man. Yeah. Like, that was dangerous. I would know. Let me tell it. And he just starts listing off all the times he's been electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> like, George Kirk is probably I, the sort of guy who thinks, you know, you know, with snake venom or, or, you know, poison, if you ingest a small piece of it, you can become more immune. He's doing that with electricity. He's like shocking himself with increasing voltages. <laughs> uh, mate, that's a full current, right? You got to start small. Start, start, start small. tiny voltages. You and build. Little electric shocks and build yeah. up to the full current. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, before, before that happens, though, we mm. get like because they found these this this weird bunny lizard and yeah. this little girl and Mbenga, like. Laan is shouting at this girl, where are they? What the fuck's going on? Tell me. Yeah. And Mbenga's like, stop yelling at my daughter. Yeah. And it... Holy shit, man. Yeah. And he's like, my daughter. Ooh. Not my daughter. Which is... my daughter. My patient. Yeah. At, at some point, um, I, I suppose <sighs> Mbenga told the crew other than Una about his daughter because otherwise La'an should go like what daughter? <laughs> well I mean she was kind of saying that with her face a little yeah. bit where he's like she's like but I mean I guess she's probably just chalking it down to like when it, when a kid accidentally calls a teacher mum yeah because like yeah it's, stop it um, yeah oof. yeah 
Sad. And Sad and Benga. That that scene we find out that the girl's name is Ori- Oriana and Ariana. the she's nicknamed the Grunt as Bugly. Bugly. Bugly, which is a nice cute name, I suppose. Isn't it? Let's hope nothing happens to him. <laughs> um, but after the after where Umbenga shouts at Lan to stop interrogating his daughter or harassing his daughter. Um, he goes in and says, you know, the orchestra, you know, we build emotions out of that. And Lan's going, you know, kind of like ready to fight on it. And he's going, no, I was the one who was too emotional. Um, you you probably need to be there to show Orina or Oriana. I'm going to get it wrong every time I say it, obviously. Just say new. The girl. I'm just. I'm going to call. I'm going to yeah. be calling her new. You, you're going to. Um, you survived the Gorn attack and you were in Newt's position. So you need to show her that there's something more than life. Um, you know, there's something after the Gorn attack that you can look forward to rather than just being escaping and surviving or whatever. Yeah, man. Good. I've got written it in my in my notes there. I've just got holy shit, Benga. That's nice, and he's right. You know, yeah. like of all the people in that away team, the person that can help that girl the most mm. is Lan. Yeah, you know. Um, but at the same time as we've got that happening, we've got Hema and Ahura um, in engineering or below engineering because that's the set they they prefer to use. <laughs> um, and. Yeah. Uh, Uhura's talking about her drifting and, you know, moving on potentially after this mission, uh, which which obviously you want to talk about in a horror horror situation in a horror yes. movie. Yeah, any, yeah, you definitely want to talk, you want to say all of your plans for the future out loud. Yeah. I'm just one day away from retirement. Yeah, I'm just one day <laughs> away from retirement. I've got my whole life ahead of me. Um, you better, you better, all, all I'm going to say is if you're going to be saying shit like that out loud, you're going to want some fucking cannon fodder littered around. Yep. Well, fortunately, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but Hema, you know, they're, they're discussing what Ahura's issue is with, with staying put somewhere. And Hema, probably correctly, um, since they seem to work together well as a team and know each other one of the most out of you know the group um seems to know a horror most he's saying Hemora, 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 they say later yeah yeah Uh, but his impression of her isn't that she has trouble making friends or that she doesn't want to but she's got fear of putting down roots because if those people leave like her parents died Mm -hmm. um then that's going to be very very sad and and he says and I'll quote, of course, the people you love are going to cause you pain, but the love it wields will far outweigh the sorrow, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Wonderful, fatherly, fatherly thing to say. Absolutely. And she, she does say uh, that Hema was a bit like, reminded her of her father um, later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Spock's just bumbling around the ship, doing doing whatever, and sees you know, bloodstain leading to a grate, 
and is is very jumpy for for Spock really. Mm-hmm. He's uh, seeing something was dragged into the vents, and he's you know, Umbenga comes behind or Pike comes behind, puts a shoulder on, and he's Ugh. ready to uh, yeah man ready to go. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, well, you're awfully jumpy, Spock. Captain, I think we might be in a horror movie. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a horror movie, Umbenga. You're, you're, you're the black guy. If this is an 80s horror movie, you're probably going to die in the next 10 minutes. Please, Umbenga. Yes. Please, go. Jesus, yeah. God. Someone get a force field for this man. Yeah. Especially for one who's, who now doesn't have a family, and then he's wandering in there as, like... You know, again, it's it's the eighties, nineties movie stereotype that still gets reused nowadays. But he's going like, "Oh, you're jumpy," and it's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> this is feeding into the um, "You're going to die in Benga." Yeah. Uh, what, what do you mean? What? What did you think I was a ghost? Yeah. Some kind of like. Uh... I'm Benga. It's like they've never seen a horror movie before. It's that. It's. That's another trope. That's another horror movie trope that they do, like with zombie films. Yeah. Where like no one in a zombie film has ever seen a zombie film. Mm. And and speaking of of zombie films, cut back to sick bay and Bugley's sick. He's you know, <gasps> he's panting. He's sweating. He's been infected by something. Says Chapel. Um, he sees. Yeah. They see a rash climbing through him, um, up from his arm. So, yeah, man, got to get some. I'm watching that. I'm like, got to get some Dipra base. Yeah, got to get some Dipra base on that, mate. Some Elocon. Yeah, bit Just of mimetazone. Iodine, iodine spray. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. You want to sort that out? Yeah. So, so Chapel goes into the next room to start knocking up whatever. Who, who knows? Who cares? And we see the little girl in the background clock on and go like, "I'm." She doesn't say anything, but she's like. I'm gonna leave. She doesn't mute that, and just runs away. Yeah, that like that that was some serious foreboding shit. Where she was just like, "I'm yeah. gonna go do the thing. I'm gonna go hide under the table." Yeah, you know, she gets on a bed, she curls up, she just kind of like, she does that, um, you know, that trick of you know, no breathing sounds. Yeah, I can't hear you. I can't see you. Hmm. I'm not here. Yeah. But, and then, uh, not Lieutenant, Cadet Chia. Cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. uh, Mrs. Cannon (laughs) fodder of the episode is starting to fiddle at stuff below the desk and saying, you know, oh, are you all right? (laughs) Person who is obviously struggling and about to, you know, have an alien pop out their stomach. Yeah, he's he's seizing up above the table and she's just like, you're out there. Yeah, yeah, you're right, aren't you? So, of course, the Gorn hatch out of him in pretty much exactly like Alien, except outside of his back rather than his front. Yep, yep. Uh, for copyright reasons. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it's yeah. four tiny, tiny little Gorn. They're yeah. kind of cute. They are They're big cute. eyes. They look like little chameleons. And one, I mean, one eats uh, the other one straight away. Other. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of uh, learned straight away that they are, they can be, um, it's not carnivorous. Bastards. Well, bastards. they can be bastards. They can be bastards. They can be little fuckers. Yeah. 
but yes, he, she just like and and that 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 poor cadet victim of being introduced immediately before she gets fucking murdered to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Little fucking thing just comes yeah. and rips her fucking throat out. Yeah. <laughs> like she is dead as fuck. Like that. Yeah. I much prefer the little alien that breaks through in Spaceballs. The one that does the, hello, my lady. <laughs> hello, oh, my lady. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Uh-huh. You know, we, we didn't yep. get that, unfortunately. No. Um, but, but, the, maybe, but maybe the crew of the whatever this ship's called did. Peregrine, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe the crew I'm so the close to calling, calling it the Peregrine. Maybe that's what drove constantly. everyone outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, he's doing ragtime, gal. But one of the guns starts going after Chapel, and we see that it's got predator vision and predator noises in it. So it's like. So it's like Alien and Predator. If only they could bring those two franchises together. Yeah. What would it be like? Probably one not so horror movie that's okay, and then one movie that's shot completely in darkness. Yeah, that's how I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how you bring the big money in. That's how you bring the, those uh, dollars in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, she did. Uh, Chapel's all right, though. She does the um, she does the old... Um... Thomas? Yeah. Thomas, get that mouse! Yeah. <laughs> J- jumps onto the bio bed and puts up the shields to, to protect herself for a bit. Yep. Um, which is all nice. Which is all nice. So resourceful, Chapel. Yeah. Very resourceful Re- nurse. Resourceful, resourceful woman, really. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to uh, the the main group of Pike, uh, Spock, Duke, and I don't know who else. Kirk. Kirk. Oh yeah, Sam Kirk's there as well. Again, yeah, my boy this, Sam Kirk. This... <laughs> yeah, so they're they're dealing with uh, with his burns, with yeah. Duke's burns. Yeah, fucking Kirk's like, listen, I've been electrocuted a fucking dozen times, mate. You want to yeah. be more careful. And they've propped him up against a Jeffrey's tube, so they've propped him up against a hole in the ceiling, really. So what could happen here? Of course, a gong comes down again. And drags him Straight away. Straight for the fucking throat, man. Yeah. I've got, like, written down, like, I'm guessing he got attacked by two. Yeah, they do say it was two that got two, him. Two of them yeah. that got him. Because those tiny little Gorn pulled that, I'm sorry, very large man. Larger than most on He's Star a big Trek, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the biggest people I've seen in a Starfleet uniform. Oh, don't say that and when just... Riker exists. I feel like we're bespurching. Well, Riker's, Riker's as, as, you know... As tall as he is broad. Um, okay, like, maybe. Earlier on, he's certainly as tall as he is broad. When when yeah. they pretend in Enterprise that he's um, in the sixth season or something like that, and they they cram him in there like a sausage. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, you look fine in that uniform, Mr. Freaks. Yeah, but like that's yeah. that was just a one-time thing. If you go to yeah. Memory Alpha, it says that, you know, in 2380... Two or whatever, um, Riker gained loads of weight and aged twenty years for an afternoon, and then the next day he was 
he had dropped some weight and had had become much younger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the stress of the Pegasus incident, of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, a thing I would like to point out. Um, so, as the episode goes on, these Gorn get bigger. Hmm. But Pretty they quickly. are like, very quickly, very dangerous in their infancy. Hmm. Um, which just made me go, <gasps> just like real aliens. So, part of the folklore of grey aliens here in the real world yeah. is that when grey aliens are children. They are extremely dangerous and highly uncontrollable. Yeah. Um, there is an episode of The X-Files where they deal with it. Okay. Um, and there is a um, story by a man um, who supposedly worked at Area 52. Whatever his name, it's like Lazarus or something like that, isn't it? No, no, not Bob Lazar. Different Bob guy. Lazar. I'll talk about him one day on this pod. Yeah. Um, I've got some ideas for an episode written, but... He's a fun guy. Mm. He's definitely... He's a fun guy. He's kind of like if Elmer Fudd worked for the Men in Black. Um, and in it, he's out in the desert and he sees one of the one of these aliens mm. and he goes over to talk to him because he knows them. Um, and then the alien, like... Starts running towards him and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And another one of the aliens is like... Fucking run! Get the fuck! What are you doing? You're not supposed to be in this part. Fucking run! Mm. Because um, when the alien, when when greys are in infancy, they are rabid beasts. Okay. Uh, I I will uh, tr trust your knowledge on on grey aliens uh, more than mine. <laughs> they are from the they are from Zeta Reticuli. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> no. No. I thought ancient aliens, you know, uh, no. chariot of the gods. That's the Anunnaki. Okay, okay. You are confusing the the greys of Zeta Reticuli from with the Anunnaki, um, who are from many systems. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's also two different species of reptilians, but. Well, yeah. There's the queen, and then. Um, yes. There's other people. Yes, uh, but we have Chapel, who's uh, looking for Aurelia, Aurelia, Oriana, um, Newt, Newt. Yeah, uh, but Laan comes in and she's counting the holes in Bugley's body and saying there are four hatchlings. One has killed the other here, so there's three more left, and they'll mature soon and. Uh, somehow they avoided sensors when you were scanning them. Let's let's um, try and you know find the girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in that scene, I'm going to point out that the stupidest canon connection I've got this week is on one of the bio beds. Um, there is the silver blanket from TOS. You know that weird silver, like slightly patterned blanket that looks really thin. It's like a sheet of aluminum. Well, like the ones they give runners. Well, it's it's kind of like that, but they've got it on one of the bio beds, and I was like, pause, back 10 seconds. Oh, 
So that's my stupidest canon connection of the of the week. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. How many people are out there counting blankets or looking at blankets? Um, uh, couples that are about to move into a new home. Yeah. Um, Me. Like the yeah, end. You. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's at this point though that I'm wondering like why they don't comes to each other and Lan well, there, says like the com- the ship comes yeah. down yeah i think but, it's because they it's because of the yeah. it's an atmosphere thing i think because they can't they can't radio each other but they're inside the ship surely they're the you know walkie talkie feature of ships fuck though in it no but the, the walkie talkie feature of um their own communicators should be able to connect to one another Atmosphere things in it. Yeah, because poor, poor Uhura and Hammer have no yeah. fucking idea there's there's gone yeah. on the ship. Yeah, man, two people have just been murdered. Yeah, and they're 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 making jokes about what a winning team they are. Yeah, and we, we find out somewhat later that um, the Gorn hate cold, and they're down in engineering booting stuff up. Yeah, they're flipping all the switches to turn the heat on and all that. And it's yeah, like, man. Let's get oh, this fucking Christ, motor running. Let's, let's warm some shit up in this <laughs> yeah. bitch. Like, yeah, man, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Worst fucking case scenario. Like, just, oh my god. Engineering's full of gone. This is exactly what we didn't want to happen. Laan <laughs> and Chapel start going to where they found the girl originally. Before before we go on to mm-hmm. um, finding them, I want to say um, I'm, I, I, I tried Googling it and there isn't like a transcript and I couldn't get a copy of the episode with subtitles. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain that La'an uses the term younglings to describe these gone babies. Really? And I'm just like, oh man, the one time we need Anakin Skywalker to slaughter some younglings. Yeah. Easily mow through them. Younglings. <laughs> he he masks a smile. He masks a laugh. Man, I tell you what. Fucking Those are some babies that needed fucking aborting. Yeah. I'm saying it. Abort those fucking babies, that's for sure. Do we want? Do we want to talk? If we're talking about horrible children, then do we want to talk about how, how have a little side and say Strange New Worlds hates kids? Totally, <laughs> totally. Strange New Worlds hates kids in the same yeah. way that Star Wars hates animals. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a beast in Star Wars, you might as well be a. Kid. You are fucked. If yeah. you are a child in Strange New Worlds, you are doomed. So let, let's top them up. We've got. Umbenga's kid who had a terminal disease and yep. is potentially away with a paedophile nebula. Yep. Uh, we've got the first servant mm-hmm. who is plugged into a machine. They shoveled off the last kid and they mm-hmm. shoveled in um, the first servant to the machine that yep. will kill him. Mm-hmm. We've got Newt who has just gone through horrific stuff. We've got mm-hmm. La'an who just went through horrific stuff as a kid as well. Yep. Um, and we've got uh, these... We've got Pike. Pike, the kids, oh, the kids course. that Pike's yeah. setting over, these kids are going to have to live with the trauma of their mentor sacrificing himself for them. Yeah. 
I and mean, they we... will be adults yeah. when that happens, but right now they're kids. And then we've got these Gorn kids who the second they, you know, pop up, or like, let's kill those kids straight let's away. Let's abort these fucking babies! Yeah. I've got in my notes, though, I wonder if these Gorn kids can be hooked up to the Cloud City machine. Oh! Yeah, Synergy. Man. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Help, like, it's a solution. It benefits us all. Yeah. We Hell don't want to yeah. kill any kids, you know, including gold kids. If we can leave them on a planet by themselves, that's great. But at the same time... These kids fucking suck. We're going to have to kill these kids if we can plug them yeah, into man. a machine instead. Yes. And they are, like, they are, you know, the way, you know, the way they are presented. Yeah. These Gorn babies are hi- clearly highly intelligent. They are um, yeah. sneaky. Yeah. You know? They're tactical. They have tactics be... built into them. Yeah. Exactly. They're mm. highly intelligent children. Yeah. Lan even says they're going to kill each other and they'll be left with the strongest and the smartest left. Um, because there's this weird alpha thing with Gorn, apparently. So they're all out to kill each other and that's why the fourth one got immediately murdered <laughs> by the third one out so yep. fantastic I suppose mm-hmm. uh, but we, we find the girl in the coldest bit of the ship because the girl is a bit smart as well she's a bit like Newt yep. survivor you know? Yeah, she knows to no- not go out at night mostly uh, mostly they don't come into the cold mostly mostly um, but Laan starts having, you know, words with this girl, and, and the girl saying, you know, we leave here and we die, and Laan saying uh, that there's surviving and there's living. Mm-hmm. So put a put a pin in this for what I'll return to as the meaning of the episode or whatever. Okay. Mm, yeah. I'll I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Um, but as we said, team team Hemora is rebooting the ship, and the second they do it. A Gorn arrives and squirts Hemmer in the face, pretty much, or all over the neck, with venom sacks because they're lizard people. Yeah, man. And now they're all the oh no, yeah. just think, cool. like I'm thinking it's acid and it does burn. Yeah, it's like ooh, acid. Hemmer's burning. saying it's extremely painful. So uh, cut back to because Pike said for the mortar meet back in sick bay. We have half the crew. Uh, they're already, and Spock's saying, you know, the ice storm's there, we can't leave the ship, and Sam Kirk, or George Kirk, is going fucking mental. Yeah, he, man. Game over, man! Game, game over! He, he's, more than any episode, I know that people already said, first episode that he appeared, he looked like Guy from Galaxy Quest, just because he had the <laughs> moustache. But in, in this episode, where he's just like, Oh man, I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! You know. Yeah, but he, he's a hundred percent guy, really. Yeah. yeah, I was also getting a lot of um, Chris Pine. Kirk. Yeah. There's, you know, uh, Spock's like, you know, they're talking, you know, Spock's being all logical. Hmm. He's talking about the Gorn's ability to adapt yeah. uh, to their environment. It's quite impressive, and he's like, "Impressive? Do you have any feelings?" And yeah. it just reminded me of when. Um, Kirk's yelling at him in, in Star Trek 09 yeah. when he's like, you know, you never loved her! Yeah. Trying to you bring know? out 
Spock's emotions. Yeah, um, it reminded me of that scene quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've got that here as well. Got that here as well. But um, um, the, the all the crew comes back together, including Hammer and and whoever. And Laan st starts doing a tactical analysis, saying there's, there'll be two of them left because the ones we've counted that we've killed. Um, they're going to fight for dominance now. And the smartest and most intelligent will live, blah, blah, blah. And are you ready for a second pin to stick in? Pike says, we can work together. That's our advantage. Versus the Gorn. The Gorn are going to fight each other to, to get dominance and be the alpha of the pack. Okay. The pin is... We can work together. That's our advantage. And Ahura comes up with the idea of making them come to us. You know, we'll be the bait and we'll force them into a cold area because they they don't like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, then we go to a... I won't do all the cutting backwards and forwards, but suffice to say there's a plan for getting the Gorn together, the two of them. And yeah, man, we have a bit of a Scooby-Doo booby trap. Yeah, they're Set, running through up, doors and shutting up. doors behind them to, yep. to get them together. And the only the only point of that's any note in in that is Spock is is trying to draw a Gorn towards him, and the Gorn just doesn't come. Yeah, and it's just not it's just not yeah. not, it's not interested, no, not phased. Yeah, and that that's because the Gorn likes people being aggressive to it rather than just firing at it from 10 foot away or whatever fire yeah with your with your uh he's fucking spock's got a martok yeah a martok staff he's nicked that in. off bubbly. i know he's just like he's just like yeah quite like this yeah i'm having this i'll have this <laughs> yeah i'm having this it's, yeah i like this um, um yeah i love this quote so he's he's trying to get the gorn to to, to follow him and they're mm. like you've got to get him angry you've got to show that he's you've got to challenge him yeah and spock says spock gives him it's like he gives himself a flashback of duke mm. being dragged off yeah and he says rage that is in my thoughts i let into my heart yeah and then he has like this <sighs> like yeah and i'm like that makes sense yeah to me because like the Vulcans are obviously they're all about controlling emotions mm. and and I can't believe I've never thought of this this has never crossed my mind I can't believe we haven't seen this before but yeah surely if you can control your emotions then you must be able to con like control the release of those mm. emotions and be able to tap into them should you need them you Spock know more like, than than any other Vulcan as well, being more than human. anyone, and like when he says "rage that is in my thoughts, I let into my heart," that is a a that is clearly a practiced axiom. Yeah. So like there must be like, um, you know, a means by which Vulcans can utilize the emotions that they that they you know that they keep buried down inside, and I guess like in war, like you would need that. You know, mm. you need aggressive soldiers, and I mean like most war that we see in Star Trek is is you know ship v ship but yeah there's got to be you know ground battles going on sometimes mm. and yeah you would need vulcans that are maybe getting a bit fucking ragey um all so, i yeah, can think makes... now is do you reckon before he um shags to paul not not to paul to pring he does the lust that is my 
and thoughts led into my heart, and he's just going like, "Yeah, I don't know. I think I think for um, I think he probably whispers it to himself, like by the side. Whispers it to himself. It's less less so much about lust as it would be about passion. Yeah, passion that I feel in my heart. I let Mm. into my loins. Mm. Um, um, you would either need to do that or because I'm guessing logical sex is kind of naff you'd maybe need some tunes going yeah Vulcan symbols it'll be cla- boring Vulcan music though it wouldn't be like maybe. Barry White going on in the background it would just be hitting the symbol over and over again no it would, ju- it would be good music yeah. it would just be that like if a Vulcan sat down and explained the mathematical equation as to why okay, the yeah. music is nice you would be like oh, okay i kind of don't want to listen to it anymore mm. let me explain to you the sultry tones of barry white <laughs> yeah i'll explain to you why this is good yeah like explaining a joke yeah classic always works makes a joke instantly funnier yeah uh, but you know spike uh, spike spock gets riled up and charges it and screaming and gets the two gone together and Sam George Kirk, George Sam Kirk pulls him away and Spock is ready to like nut him, if not you yeah, know, man. snap his neck straight away. He yep. once the emotions are let out, it's hard to, you know, bring them back in, which is obviously yeah. why the Vulcans don't let them out so often. Yes. Yeah, it's um it's definitely, you know, and they talk about in this episode like the reason why Vulcans are so methodical and logical and they're all about repressing their emotions is because they feel their emotions so strongly yeah. when when they indulge them that they, they have to. Mm. Or they, they won't get shit done. Before the teachings of Sorok or whoever it was, you know, they were just pretty much emotion emotion filled killers. Yeah. And the 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 Romulans that broke off become became slightly more logical but still had emotions and the Vulcans that stayed there just tried to purge all emotion to make themselves like a species that wasn't worth destroying. mm. I always tried to sort like, like Vulcans are all about logic. Klingons are about honor. Mm. Um, Cardassians are fascists. Try to figure out what Romulan's thing is. And I always, I was, I always thought it was like, they're sneaky. Yeah. But someone put like I can't remember what I was listening to. I think I was listening to a podcast and someone pointed out that like they're highly paranoid. I'm like, that's mm. what it is. They're paranoid. It's paranoid yeah. and obedience to the state, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's one gone left after those two kill each other. And Laan goes to run out and take it to Hemmer who's sitting next to his box, which we've talked about in previous episodes. It all comes back together. Yeah, man, he's in his box of coolant. Yeah, he he's he jumps into that, so I've got in my notes, Hammer hides in his box, exclamation mark. And then next line down, I've got Lan hides in a box, you know, shrug face. <laughs> because my, we, we, weren't, we, we weren't as fingers... Yeah, it's, it's the, like... Yeah. Lan and box, Lan whatever. Box. Hammer loves Hammer his boxes box. with yeah. his little. He loves his little snowflake boxes. Mm. Hammer, the biggest snowflake on the ship, apparently. 
Only because he likes that. Well, box. I mean, they're all Star Trek's so woke now. Mm. Star Trek's so woke now. They're all snowflakes, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Even the Wouldn't girl. Be even the tiny. Even the tiny woman who's fucking with her murderous rage. Yeah. What a snowflake. Yeah. Why can't we go back to the non-political days of Star Trek, like before the first episode? Yeah, man. Yeah. But we we hide in the boxes. We lead them to engineering or below engineering. We hide in the boxes and we we um, is it Terminator Two where we freeze dry? Yep. T2. Where where we no, yep um, uh, not nitrous oxide. Um, it might be liquid nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, blasting coolant. Mm. Um uh, uh, and um, f- freeze drying the the thing. Yeah. Did yeah, did, did you uh, have uh, in in your notes or or pick up an R or whatever that Hammer said? You know, I won't help, I I won't kill it, but I I will do what I can to save you, my crew. And then he's the one that presses the button on freeze dry this alien. Yeah, man. oh Hammer. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do this. I won't kill it. You know, I'm sure you could bring it back to life after freezing I think, I think, it. I think, I think he's like fr- just framing it differently mm. in his mind. He's like, I don't think of it as killing a Gorn. I think of it as not as not letting the Gorn kill my guys. Yeah. It's differently yeah. killing. Yeah, man. But he certainly highlights his purpose. Yeah. He He's... You know, we had in one of the previous episodes with him where it was him and a horror stuck in in that engineering set, saying, you know, as an Enar, Enar, one of his personal beliefs is is not to be, not to kill, to to an extreme where he he's not going to kill. He'll he'll make the weapons charge for someone, but he's not going to press go on the weapons other than in this episode. Yeah, mm. Li- yeah, Literally. one of his. Uh... <laughs> defining acts yeah yeah um but they both step out of their their pods and laan smashes smashes to shit the frozen gorn and you know decimates it yeah yeah she she gets some release on killing something that killed some of her family or one of the same species again you can't really blame a gorn child for the acts of previous gorn on your family but I suppose we're treating them like monsters, so sure, yeah. cool, whatever. Abort that baby. Abort that baby. Uh, <laughs> that might be the that might be the opening um, piece for the episode. Abort that baby. Abort that fucking baby. That I was just thinking. That's a great T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just thinking like Star Trek. Yeah. Abort that baby. Big Delta. Yeah. On the side. <laughs> like, yeah. Little Gorn face, you know, one of the classic Gorn heads um, profile. Yeah. But we we come to find out that that's not all the Gorn. Oh, man. Because poor Hammer. Hammer, Hammer, when he got got blasted in the face, Mm. um, that wasn't just acid. That was the money shot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, The lizard came on his face. And... Yes, the lizard came all over his face yeah. and impregnated him. Yeah. Um, which 
you know, isn't normally how that works. No. Normally that's it. Normally. Normally it's the way around that happening. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like... a, that's a way of avoiding it. Um, yeah. But you can you can see he's already starting to sweat and starting to, you know, yeah, he's not lo- he's not looking good. Yeah. And he's ready to do a Scott of the Antarctic. He he says I'm I'm going to go outside now. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to he just he just says he's like I'm I'm going to go outside now. Mm. And everyone's just like, "Well, no, you can't go outside. We need to sort shit out." And he's like, "Yeah, I can't really help you." Yeah. Or they're all um, saying, you know, everyone's chipping in saying, oh, no, we'll, we'll help you. We'll we'll find a way to slow its growth or we'll take them out to you. Saying like, yeah, that would have been great about half an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really but have we the were time busy. for that now. We were busy. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the previously on section, the, the quote that kind of foreshadows this shit about to go down is when uh, Hema tells Uhura a few episodes ago, that the Ina believe that um, a person only dies when they have fulfilled their life's purpose. Yeah. Um, and then Hemmer says, you know, he's not interested in killing this Gorn. He just wants to save his crew hmm. members. Uh, and he does. Yeah. And, and they talk uh, about, he even says to Spock as well, which I suppose you could say is foreshadowing Rafa Khan, um, that he's his is a sacrifice for those he cares about you know he, he's yeah. putting himself forward and spock says you know that's a logical choice it was like yeah, yeah it is you know um if i throw myself outside now you guys get to live if i don't potentially you don't yeah and are we re- are we ready for another pin another mic pin in okay in, in whatever he gives advice to a horror and it is you know, open yourself, make a home in yourself for others, and you will find joy more than sadness. Yeah. So I'll, I'll come back to all. I'll, I'll, you know, all these pins have red pieces of string going round them, linking them together. Yeah. Like a, uh, I'm trying to find a murderer. Um, yeah. But he says, "Don't weep for me." Son of a bitch. Yeah. It. It was. It was. That's the first time I've I've been emotional watching Strange New Worlds. I know. I know you got a bit with. I get I get emotional all the time. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an emotional wreck. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I've just in my notes in this part, I've just put "son of a bitch." Yeah. Son of a bitch, man. Hammer. Hmm. We hardly knew ye. And he gets to walk out. The sun rises on his face, and he says, "You know, because it's still cold outside." He says, "It's just like Endoria." And then he turns around and falls backwards off this crevice, this crevasse. Into um, into nothingness again. Yeah. Hammer, you know, I feel for the man. I feel for the man. All one out for the boy. Yeah. We we knew you so little. Um, it's sad. It's sad. Damn. I don't think Ortegas is gonna die. No, I've been saying. Uh, you were saying Ortegas. You were right. Yeah. You were right. I'm guessing. We're getting it. We're, we're just going to get some more Ortega stuff next season. I'm guessing. Well, for all we know, they're going to kill one crew member a year and bring in. <gasps> That'd be fun. Yeah. Have it. Have a Sulu in next year. Have someone replace. Well, have Ortega die and then Sulu replace. Could always happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. But will we skip to the, the Peregrine flying up, being tracked by the Enterprise, and we see how battered it is. It's nacelle is... Oh, it's all fucked up. It's yeah, dishes mate. fucked. Um, yeah. You know, that, that poor ship is never going to go into warp again without some serious... I mean, they're on the edge of Federation space. How are they going to get it back? Who knows? Towing it. Like, they're towing it with a fucking tractor beam. That's At warp? Would that work? Who knows? I mean, they're, uh, presumably they're just going to have to go slowly. A oh, couple of years then. <laughs> wait, can't they... Wait, no, no. Can they extend their warp bubble yet? Or is that something they make up later on? They do it in Enterprise where they... The Columbia and the Enterprise transfer trip over. The, epi- yeah. the episode that speed... Great epi- yeah. that moment where he's just where he's like he's going over and he just stops halfway through and he's like this is fucking cool yeah yeah that's that's a cool moment that, that's one I can't remember the episode from I always say I can't remember episode names and then I manage to pull them anyway I can't remember that one there we go it's not E two that that's a different one um, no can't remember terminal velocity maybe never mind maybe um, but then we we skip to a funeral for. It is for Hammer, it is for Duke, and it is for Cheer. They only talk about Hammer. <laughs> so these poor, poor bastards. <laughs> don't, the lesson of the, I mean, if there's going to be another lesson of the episode, it's don't die when someone more important dies. <laughs> because yeah, no man. one will remember you. Yeah, if you're going to die, really, like, make it about you. Yeah. yeah. And, you know... Ortega's is talking about him. Ohura says she um, she was reminded with Hemmer of her father. Um, and Spock is, you know, standing there making fists and storms out yeah, and man. punches consoles. Yeah, he's opened up the floodgates. Yeah. The emotions are out. Yeah. So Chapel chases him down, hugs him. Uh, says it's it's not emotion that's making you weak it's making you human and i was ready for a kiss because of the you know oh man she was gonna get she was gonna go for it yeah she was gonna she was gonna shoot a shot but he i think he knew mm. she was gonna shoot a shot and he just fucking peaced out he pieces out so never mind never mind no no kiss for chapel with um spock this season it doesn't look like no no, doesn't look like it. And then, sec- well, last scene of any note is La'an in Pike's quarters talking about Newt, and La'an has a possible lead on Newt's family, so wants to pursue it and is going to take time away from the Enterprise and says, you know, decommission me if you want, but I feel I need to pursue this. And Pike, you know, decent guy, says... Take as much leave do. as you want. Just come back when you're done. Mm-hmm. And La'an, because she's opened up over her couple of months with Pike, she calls him Chris, thanks him, and you know goes and buggers off. So La'an potentially isn't in next episode, and maybe not potentially the start of next season. It wouldn't be the first time a season has started with without one of the core cast members on a ship. I'm thinking Worf leaving to the Klingon ship in TNG. That was the end of maybe a season three. Mm. And Trip 
goes to serve on the Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that stuff does happen at the start of seasons. This is kind of yeah. like why it felt like an end of season thing for me. Yeah, that there's those scenes, and then the, there's the, the the actual final scene of the episode, which is just mm. after that, which is Uhura going up to the bridge, yeah. just looking around. There's a lovely little musical cue where it, it, it you know it drifts into some um, TOS like you know mm. strings and stuff, and having the communicator um, sounds behind. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. So where where she didn't have a place before, she has a place now. So that's all yeah. nice. That's all nice. And episode done. Episode done. Yeah. Um, you talked so to to bring it back. So you you put three push pins. I, I, down. I put push pins all over the place. So you did. My my is there a message to the story? I yeah. think my push pins were. Hema talking to Ahura and saying, you know, you don't find difficulty making friends. You fear for kind of them like leaving you and, you know, the sadness that that brings on. Uh, the Pike saying, you know, we're stronger together. We're not like these Gorn who fight and then, you know, the, there's only one of them left and that makes them mm-hmm. weak. And there's the lot on piece of there's a difference between surviving and living. So my link my string together in the center of it, there is Ahura is surviving. She's not living because she's avoiding making deep connections for the fear of people dying on it or leaving her like her family did. But Pike's pointing out that people are stronger together and with Hammer pointing out that, you know, People will. It will be incredibly sad when people die, when people leave. But the happiness that you receive, and the strength that you have when people are there for you, much outweighs the sadness when people leave or die or whatever. So I'm all stronger together. Is in the middle of my. What's the episode about? Apes. Apes together strong. Apes together strong. You know that. You know yeah. the sticks break. Stuff like that. Yeah. So apes together strong is what I've got as my message of the uh, of the episode. Yeah, I suppose for me, I I would link that you know mm. Ahura about you know finding community. Yeah. Um, I would. I'm I'm linking that back to you know Hemmer's thing about you know the Enar believing that one one only dies when one has fulfilled one's purpose. Yeah. And he, you know, and Uhura mentions in this episode the conversation they had a few episodes back where, where Hemmer asked her, you know, what do you think your purpose is? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot to be said about the importance of finding purpose mm-hmm. and finding your place. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what is your, where is your place in the galaxy hmm. where what's where's your home who are your people yeah um yeah there's i would say the meaning of it is obviously you know apes together strong but yeah with with finding your home finding mm-hmm. a community often with that comes finding purpose yeah um or vice versa with finding purpose 
can come finding community. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that as well. Yeah, and Hammer certainly found his. He fulfilled his purpose. He did. He he had a terrible purpose, but he fulfilled it anyway. Um, yes. My poor guy. He fulfilled his purpose of being the chief engineer before Scotty. Yeah. Well, there, there could always be another one before Scotty. For next, they could. Next season, it could be a Scotty being introduced. It could be a, oh, we know you're going to die as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we are still, according to Memory Alpha, and I looked it up, we are still a few years off Scotty joining the Enterprise. Yeah. So either we're not getting Scotty yet, or, mm. and I've screenshotted the page from memory alpha yeah. to compare it in case scotty joins in next week's episode the season finale mm. um so i can compare it to see what changes they've made yeah they'll, they'll they might have to do a memory after me- memory alpha might have to do a oh no he joined the ship then he left the ship for a small amount of time then he rejoined the ship under kirk yeah they might have yep. to do that those memory alpha guys but yeah, it. I, I can possibly not see him joining next week because I think they'll they want to do a Pike full episode next week and maybe not be distracted mm. with a, a Scotty joining. So I think, in my mind, what's going to happen is next season Laan isn't going to start on a ship. She's going to start on the Farragut with uh, Jim Kirk with James Kirk. And those ships are going to come together and Scotty is going to maybe transfer or they're going to pick up their new engineer from the Farragut. Maybe. So are we thinking Hmm. we're not getting Kirk this season? I think it, I I think I said last week, I, I think if we get Kirk at all this season, it's going to be the same way we got the Enterprise at the end of Discovery season one where it arrives and we get the, oh, it's the one, seven, oh, one. So we'll have Kirk pop up, pop up on the screen and, you know, at the very final scene and say, you know, oh, hi, whatever, James Kirk, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sam, nice mustache, dick face. <laughs> yeah. Not died yet, you asshole. <laughs> How many times have you died this week, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I reckon that's that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. If there's going to yeah, be any Kirk that. this season, I think that's going to be it. So do we think that the um, the 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 scene that we got online of of them filming some stuff outdoors? Do we think that that's from next season? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And that that was a lot on and a Kirk, uh, mm-hmm. a James Kirk piece, which so yeah, that is makes what sense. Makes me think that she's going to start on his ship. In the same way that Worf started on whatever Klingon ship. The Gorklach. Yeah, the God, I hope I didn't just say something horribly offensive <laughs> in Klingon. Anyone who knows Klingon translates and, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And message Mike. Oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> find Ethan. Message, message Ethan instead. <laughs> yeah, find me on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, follow me. Yeah. So, so that that's kind of like where I, I see next season kind of starting mm. um, on that point. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised I mean, if they do a so, Sony then. No, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I would like... I think it'd be cool if we got a Scotty. I couldn't imagine who they'd be getting to play it. I hope they get a Scott. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's an unknown. Look look how... Mm. Or at least unknown to me. Let's, let's say that. Because I, I didn't know... Relati- a relatively relative unknown. Relatively unknown. Because I didn't know, other than Anson Mount and uh, Una, whatever her name is. Uh, Sandra Romaine. <laughs> Sandra Romaine. Not Sandra Romaine. Um, Rebecca Romaine. Um, Rebecca Romijan. I, I don't think I knew anyone other than maybe going like, oh, there's the uh, guy from June uh, as Mbenga. Yeah. And there's, yeah. you know, Ethan Peck we had in, in a couple of episodes of Disco. You know. That's Gregory Peck's son. Yeah. Bring all the Pecks yeah. out. So I, I hope they go with someone that's relatively unknown and good in the role rather than... And a jock! Like, yeah. get, get, fucking get, for the, for once! Yeah. Let's have a Scottish man play a Scottish man on Star Trek. Yeah. I, I, I want to say, say it's a, a massive shame to lose Hemmer. Definitely, man. Yeah. Like, we did definitely, like, definitely did not get enough Hemmer. Yeah. Every episode Hemmer hasn't been in, we, we have been like, Where's Hammer? Where's Hammer? We need the Hammer episode. Are we going to get the Hammer episode? He didn't even get a fucking log. No. I think it, it's a it's a crying shame on, on two fronts. In that, a he's a different he's an alien on the ship. Um. So, you know, we lose out on the different culture. So we, as we were saying, the different culture at the end. He he's his morals are not to kill. He'll load a weapon for you, but he won't press go other than this episode i mean he fucking did but he, he uh, did he didn't smash the gun to pieces i suppose he left that he for... doesn't press go yeah. except when he does yeah um but blind as well his his psychic powers we didn't really touch on at all anytime it was like oh can you read the gun psychically it's like nope he's got he's got that diana troy telepathy yeah. <laughs> yeah it only it only works when it works yeah, so so that's the first point of why I think it's like a massive shame to lose him, mm-hmm. and the second one in our universe for having disabilities on screen. I, I we we spoke at uh, slightly last week about well maybe he hasn't been in as much because studios aren't great with working with people who have well, disabilities, not. and Star Trek is normally good at or okay at portraying people with disabilities on screen and then or one episode at a time well, or if it's in Geordie. the case of Geordie LaForge yeah. like he he is blind mm. but he is not yeah and so his blindness very rarely has anything to do with his anything if anything it's a superpower half the time yeah it's brought up yeah. it's Geordie can you uh look and see this dent in a wall or what what is hiding behind these wall panels um, yeah but it's not his blindness that is the superpower yeah. it is the augmentation yeah um you know and again you know hemmer's blindness is his superpower in the sense that because he's blind he has everything else yeah you know it's his blindness is a superpower in the same way that like daredevil's blindness yeah is a superpower um, but yeah, but it. Oh, 
it's it's a shame to lose it representation wise and it's a shame to lose it because now is the crew just unless they bring on the um the catwoman i'm not going to remember the names i'm sorry um animated oh, kit no julie Newmar. no um from the animated series whatever whatever the name of the cat is the oh, oh the cation the cation Cation. Oh my god, I would love oh god, I want a live action Cation so yeah. bad. I, I can't remember her name and I'm not the the guy with the free arms, the arm out the middle, it begins with A. It's like R Jax yeah. or something like that. Yeah man, we need more aliens. Because I don't want a ship. More aliens. Other than Spock, this ship now and I, it, it brings into the thing I was saying way earlier where they're getting around COVID restrictions because there's 10 people on that ship and only two of them were aliens and now only one of them is an alien. Yeah. So you kind of need someone in there. Well, I guess now with less COVID restrictions, maybe we can get some more people in, get some more mm. uh, fun stuff. Hopefully. Um, what other like aliens? We could have a Saurian, like What's-His-Face. The, the, the lizard man who sneezed on Pike. Yeah. Um, Linus, Linus was that guy, wasn't Linus, he? From, Linus, from Disco. yeah, such a funny name, yeah. Linus. Uh, yeah, I definitely, yeah, oh, man, I'm so sad about Hema. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big loss for the show, I think. In that, yeah, I know we weren't like, in engineering and we didn't see him much. Well, but it's, there was it's always that. Yeah, it's because we didn't see him much that that yeah. I'm so sad. I really liked him, and now he's gone. We didn't even get the you know classic episode of going back to someone's planet, going to the alien crew member's planet, and going to Andoria and going, oh, there's something up Andoria, Andoria, and we have to see your family and try and fix whatever's up with the planet. Yeah. We didn't have any of that, so yeah, yeah. not shame. Not particularly happy on that front, I would say. But he, he, you know, he had a purpose. His purpose was to. Yeah. Um, be in the show. Yeah. And he fulfilled that purpose. He did. He did. Um, that's, in the, you know, out of universe. In universe, yeah, his purpose was to save everyone. Yeah. I should say as well, cause, because I have alluded to the, the studio not being great with people with disabilities and talked about the Eternals last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an interview released today, Bruce... Horax, or Horrocks, or however you pronounce his name, who is the actor um, underneath the henna makeup, who, who is a, a blind actor, of course, um, said that this was always the plan at the start. It wasn't a, a Lieutenant Yar. They didn't get in halfway into filming and say, and say, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, like, let's get yeah. rid of you, um, guy, or you don't want to be here. We don't want you here if you're going to be like that. So it was always apparently part of the plan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose, like, with with all of the, you know, searching for foreshadowing that we do, yeah. I suppose we probably should have guessed that this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. when, just when he said, my people believe that we only die when we've fulfilled our purpose. Mm. Um, that should have, that should have sort of telegraphed. i tell you what the Stracker um, does. Um, George, Sam, Kirk. 
Yeah. <laughs> we were looking. Bit, we were yeah. looking for someone to die, and you fought Ortegas, yeah. and I was just me, me, so me distracted with by Ortegas. Fucking George Sam Kirk, Kirk. constantly dying bit. every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else on the episode? Um, one note that I didn't read out when George Sam Kirk is yelling at Spock. Mm. There is a very obnoxious Dutch tilt. Yeah. So, like, when it's Spock, it's like this. Yeah. When it's Kirk, when it's George Sam Kirk, it's like this. Um, and I'm like, ah, cinematic language. George is losing his shit a little bit. Well, there's there's du- <laughs> Dutch angles all the way from the second they come on the ship, and that is half cinematic language in that something is amiss on the ship and yep. half the ship has crashed in crashed into it's on it's on a tilt yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe it's all on a tilt and it's spock yeah who is on the who is be, who is who he's, has he's the walking around tilt. like this he, yeah everyone yeah. like everyone is on a tilt and then when it's the camera's looking at spock and it's like that because he's level-headed. He's... No, because he's losing his shit. Ah. Spock's losing his shit. Okay, He's yeah. getting in touch with his emotions. Maybe he's the what? Even though it looks level, it's a double the Dutch ship's angle. On an angle. He's being Dutch. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. 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 Might be onto something there. Might be onto something there. Then, then the only things I have are... a film degree. <laughs> film degree in use. The, the only thing I, I have from the episode that I didn't use was uh, my puns. Um, oh, yes. So Bring I, it on. I, w- I was trying to... Um, or I could have called Newt Gone Girl, as in the film Gone Girl. Gone Girl, yes. Yeah. Um, I had Gone in 60 Seconds when La'an La- was running through the corridors with a Gone chasing her. Um, or Duke. Yeah. Duke, when Duke... When Duke got fucking carried when he away, he got gorned. Well, I had him under going, going, gone. <laughs> um, I had the the plan to trap the gorn being instead of gone fishing, gone fishing. Nice, gone fishing. Um, nice. When the fourth gorn was killed immediately, I had the eagles playing already gone. Um, uh, trying to link it into the episode I had either Kelly Clarkson or Rainbow so there there goes my musical taste singing Since You've Been Gone (laughs) oh man they should have played that at Hemmer's funeral (laughs) Since Since You've Been been Gone gone. Since You've Been Gone dun dun out of my head can't take it dun, 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 dun. yeah Class. love that love that so trying to work them in but didn't um, anyway amazing yeah um other than that there's next next episode trailer uh do we want yeah, to talk man. about did you you ch- so you checked it out yeah i, I checked it out or the sneak man. peek i should say because they don't no. seem to have trailers it's just sneak peeks so so sneak peek is is fun 
kid like they're having a meeting with the captain presumably the captain of another vessel and one he's got a different badge which is a TOS thing all of the different ships had different badges the delta that we know as the starfleet delta yeah. is not that it's just the enterprise logo and then presumably it's, it's the yeah the the interesting thing with that is um they did it for one ship the the Charlie X ship and in um Roddenberry's notes he says oh because that's not a Starfleet ship it's a Starfleet like merchant navy ship so that's why they've got a different delta and then the next time the costumers did it they looked at the that episode Charlie X and put a different delta on someone else so he he wrote a memo saying like no please stop doing this and then that that memo kind of like sank into nothingness for a good while and then there was the enterprise episode uh mirror darkly and they they go on to the tos defiant uh they they get that through tiny wimey shit Mm. and they've all got a different delta on and then that memo resurfaced as a oh no enterprise is like disrupting the canon again and it's like well it was disrupted already the cannon fucking up its own ass, mate. It's all fucked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, different, different Delta, and the the captain has a kid called Mott, and unfortunately, it's not Mott the barber. It's not a little Mott the barber. No. No. You could say it was Mott the barber. Mate, you are fucking firing on all cylinders with the puns, man. It's because we're doing this like, or we're. It, we're getting to an end slightly earlier than we normally do. We we haven't reached eleven o'clock yet, so I, I still have puns in my mind. Looking crazy. Yeah, and, and we find out that this Mott was one of the kids that Pike knows he's going to save in the future. So he starts having like, you know, and goes into the corridor to cool yeah. down really. So that that's next yeah. week's episode. It looks like it's going to be a Pike um, dealing with. Can he save these kids? Sort of piece. How do I reach these kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just based on that sneak peek is when I kind of like was like, okay, I don't think we're getting that Kirk episode. No. And I don't think it's going to be a time travel episode. No. That's what I thought that this that, that was all going to lead up to. There's always season two, man. There's always season There's two. Always season two. We, yeah. We've been hitting the tropes so far. We can hit the next season as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, you know, that that's next week for us. And um, I'm looking forward to it. You looking forward I'm, to it? I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I am predicting a captain's log. Mm. I'm looking forward to a different style of ship. So that TOS Miranda might come through. Like a boat? Yeah, a boat on the ocean. We're all just boats on the ocean, you know, if we want to get philosophical. Hey, we're all just ships in the night, man. We're all passing and stuff like that. Totally. Oh, man. So hopefully a different looking ship. Um, But at least we're getting different badges and we'll find out what those badges are for. Yeah. And a mod that isn't the barber. Yes. And we know that this child will not become a barber. He will become a dead soldier. 
you know, that's how they live. That's how they live and how they die. That's what yeah. we know. So it kind of links back from the first episode of the season of him and Una talking of, can you change your fate? Um, yes. Have you done anything to try and prevent this other than just saying, well, I'll, I'll settle into knowing that I'm going to save these kids? Do we, do you think he's going to be like, he's going to like, okay, go into the mind palace, into the mind palace. How does that kid die? Yeah. And then he's just going to be spending the episode just being like, hey, you know, uh, you should always wear like rubber soled shoes at all times. I think he'll just be like, it'll be like, <laughs> So you want to join the Federation and you really like me as a Federation captain. Okay. Mm. Have you ever considered a different job? Um, yeah. I don't think you're cut out for this, eight-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. You should do something else with your life. You should not yeah. join Starfleet. You should become a barber. A barber. And turn into a Bolian. Have, like, Bolian surgery to turn into a Bolian. Why not? Yeah. I, I mean, that's... I, I bet that's cultural appropriation yeah feels like it feels like it uh, yeah but that might be us then if I'd we've say, gone I'd through say, the episode say, gone through next episode we're not through next episode well we, we've talked about oh, the trailer we've gone through next episode sweet yeah. um, <laughs> um I suppose if I'm gonna relate the deeper meaning of the of this episode of Strange New Worlds to us, um, you know we 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 make this show to send out onto a onto a Facebook group, and in that way we found a community, we found a place, and with this this show, mated show, we found a purpose, and now that we have fulfilled our purpose, we can die. We can die happy knowing that we have fulfilled our purpose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we can die. I mean, I don't think that there is happiness left in the world. <clears throat> um, especially not now that there's going to be so many more people born. Yeah. Um, the message of the episode, about... abort those babies. Uh, yeah, the, the real message about this episode... For people in America um, who don't who don't like people having bodily autonomy, is sometimes you need to abort that fucking baby because the creature inside you will gobble you up. Um, yeah, you know, will, metaphorically either, and sometimes physically. It will it will either like kill you physically mm. or it will kill your spirit. It will either fucking eat your flesh. Or it will gobble up all your resources. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Abort that fucking baby. Blast that shit with coolant. And on that, you know, somewhat uh, interesting note to end. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah. is, is peace and long life uh, too self... Well, the opposite of what we were saying. I, 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 will, I will say, I will say, um, yeah, live long and prosper, motherfuckers, but also, like, Hammer, of all the fucking aliens I've met yeah. around the galaxy, yours was the most human! Yeah. 
uh, I'll, I'll put in under this bit the um, the sound of Scotty's <laughs> Scotty's lovely little music that he's piping away. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. Is it? Oh, yeah, of course yep. it is. Yeah. yeah. And from me, peace and long life, you double dumbasses. And um, again, Hannah, we didn't know you long enough, and we are pouring out, of course, for, for our boy Hannah. Yeah.